Hey everybody, welcome to the GSD Podcast, where we are helping business owners and contractors that struggle with ADHD and feel stuck, confused, or uncertain what to do with their business. And through this podcast and my experiences, I will give you clarity, value, and purpose so you can have a thriving business. If you've listened to this podcast and have gotten any useful information out of this at all, I ask if you please leave a review of this podcast on whatever streaming services that you use so we can get this podcast in front of more people so I can help more people with their business. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today's show is Do Your Job So Others Can Do Theirs. Have you ever been involved in that before? Have you ever worked a job where you rely on someone else to do something, and if they don't do it, you can't do yours? It's pretty frustrating, isn't it? I know I've been there before, and you know what's funny is when you run your own business, it doesn't stop. You still run into those issues, and because you're running into those issues, it's important to see that, fix it, and address it when necessary so you can actually get beyond that and be more productive in what you do. This kind of goes along with what we were talking about in the last episode of having patience, you know, and making sure you prioritize what you need to do for yourself, for your job, for your business, so that it doesn't make an emergency or rush on other people's behalf. Well, if you think about it, this is the same thing, just expanded on that. It can get really frustrating when you work with a team that doesn't do their job properly or they don't know their job. Like I said, if you're a business, this still happens even if it used to happen at your corporate job. It still will show its head when you're working with people who don't do their job properly. Let's discuss this. How do we fix this? How do we get beyond this bottleneck that happens. I've worked for myself for 12 years. I work with companies. I work with people. I work with agencies. I work for white labels. I have colleagues, contractors. The only thing I don't have is employees. That's the only thing I don't have. And there's a reason I don't have employees right now, but I don't, that's the only thing I don't have, but the rest I do have. So that means every single one of those I just listed affects my job and what I do for them or for their clients or for somebody else. So it's important to do your job so others can do theirs. So the focus of this podcast is not like, hey, let's figure out how we can get others to do the right thing so I can get the right work. No, that would be nice. I I wish there was a perfect fix for that, but there isn't a perfect fix for that. This is more about making sure you do it so others can do theirs and, you know, Regardless what you believe in, whether you're a karma person, spiritual person, Christian person, you know, if you throw this out in the universe and you work like this, maybe you're going to attract those others that do that too. We'll see. I'll throw in some tips of how you can help others do their jobs right to help you. But right now, we're just going to talk about how we can do it right so others can do theirs. One example I have is I've worked with a client in the past and I was hired on to do a specific job for them. And I soon learned that working with this client, nobody on the team did what I did. Nobody knew what I knew. Nobody did the job that I did. Basically, if I left for any reason or had to back out, they wouldn't have anybody that could fill in. You know, basically, that's what it comes down to. But what happened was 
part of my job was relying on other people to feed me information, provide data for me, regardless what that could be, whether it's pictures, videos, you know, written word, emails of stuff. I would rely on other people to give me that data. And a lot of times I wouldn't get it. And I'd ask and I'd ask and I'd ask. And I still wouldn't get it. Or I would then get it. And then they're like, oh my gosh, we're behind. We need to rush. You know, talking about last week's episode, again, talking about, you know, someone else's lack of planning does not constitute in a rush or emergency on your end. Hello, you know, that's what was happening. But through this, I wasn't able to do my job right. And I was kind of giving half effort. And that used to drive me nuts because I know the value that I bring to the table. And it's important to bring the value to the table. And when others don't do their job, which affects you from doing yours properly, then you start to worry about, are you going to lose this work? Have any of you ever felt like that? Felt like, hey, I might lose this work if I can't do my job properly, but I can't because they're not giving what I need. I currently work right now and I have a client who I won't get into specifics or name, but I'm working with them and I keep asking for more and more content, more and more info so I can do what they hired me for, but they're not giving it to me. So I can't do my job, but that's going to bring us to this very weird scenario where I either have to jump in, and this is a suggestion I'll give you guys. You might have to do this. I might jump in and say, hey, listen, it's been three weeks. I'm looking for this info. I literally can't do anything for you guys. I am doing A and I am doing B, but I can't do C until you give me that stuff. So what I charge you monthly is for A, B, and C. But at the end of the month, you're going to get charged for A, B, and C. But C's not being done, but it's because I'm waiting on you guys. So I don't want there to be any issues where you feel like you're getting stiffed from me not completing something, but it's just because I'm waiting on you guys. So there are times where I sit with the client and I say, hey, just so you know, we are this far behind in this, but it's because I'm still waiting on A, B, C, and D. This is why, guys, it's important to have stuff in writing. I know I've meet, I meet a lot of people who are like, I don't like emails, I don't like text, call. I get it. I usually like to talk to someone on the phone too, but over the years, I've switched my business to be more email and text heavy, and I only do phone calls when phone calls are scheduled and booked. And even after a phone call, I follow it up with an email. Why? Because an email or text is something in writing. A phone call is not. A phone call is not in writing unless you record all your calls. <laughs> if you do, you know, power to you, make sure you jot some notes down from that phone call of what it's about. More power to you. But if you do not record your phone calls, if you talk about something over the phone and it's not followed up in writing, that's on you, not the other person. So I make it a, a point to explain to the client that, hey, we're supposed to do this, this, and this. I am not discounting my rate because my rate includes all this. So you need to get things over. And because of that, it can make your job frustrating waiting on it. And you know, no matter how often you try to get rid of those clients, you'll always have at least one or two. You'll always have one that's like that. You might get rid of them, but someone else comes up. And some of the times it's just because they get busy and they can't get to things or they're on vacation or they're doing something. So it will happen from time to time, but it's important to still address that with them if that pops up. 
you know, let's, let's do another example. You may have, this is a scenario that I've actually seen with a other colleague of mine and a business they work with, but they used to provide a service for a business and they were highly skilled and valued in that service. And then what eventually happened is the company that they were working for slowly started to sell less and less of that service. And this person was like, hey, I keep losing work from you guys, but we're not getting any new work. Why are we not, you know, trying to bring in clients for A and B work? Why are we not doing that? Oh, I, I don't know. You know, we just, you know, I mean, we're, we're selling a different service. That's kind of our main goal. Okay, but the service I provide to you guys was always a main goal. What happened? You know, and they didn't really know how to answer it for my colleague. Fast forward, we ended up finding out that no one understood the service that my colleague provided for them. They didn't understand how to address it, talk about it or anything. So to put this in context for it to make sense, this isn't the exact services, but we'll use, um, you know, I do a lot of Google ads. So we'll use Google ads for an example. We'll just say the colleague provided Google ad services and the company used to sell Google ad services, but then the company didn't have any more Google ad services to sell. And that's because the people that were working with the company didn't understand it enough to sell it. The people there should have known the service, like they sell the service. The company sells the service, but they don't talk to anybody about it. So the reason they don't talk to anybody is because they don't know enough about it to explain it. So if it's part of your job to sell the services of your business, I think part of your job should be you know everything about what you're selling, or at least somebody that can sell the service that knows a little bit about everything. And that's what I find extremely kind of hilarious and also disappointing, is that if your job is to know all these services your business offers, then you better damn well learn what you are offering because you doing your job right will allow others to do theirs. So this colleague is missing out on work because nobody at that business that they worked with knew how to sell the service. They didn't know how to talk about it. They didn't know how to sell it. They didn't know enough about it. They couldn't even give basic info to their clients about statistics of the service if they were asked to. Don't be one of those. If you're running a business, don't be like that. If you're hiring contractors, don't do that to them. Don't hire somebody for a service you know nothing about and can't sell and expect them to stick around. Know your business. Understand your services. Be able to sell your services so that they can do their job and they're, you know, they're relying on you for income for their business. So if they're going to put time into you, make sure you put time into them. Also the same thing. If you are a contractor working with another company, reach out, say, Hey, you know, I'm waiting for you guys to provide this, you know, send me the information that I need so I can work on this for you. Cause here's what happens when you're in that situation, like I am and have been, you worry that you're going to lose that work. You literally worry that one day they're going to literally call you or shoot you an email or do something and say, Hey, mm, it's not really working out anymore. We're not getting the results that we wanted so we're going to let you go. And of course, you think to yourself, are you kidding me? Of course, it's not working out. You haven't given me anything. And you know what? 
Some places do that. Some places do that for an easy out so they can get out of the work so they can move on because they might not have the money to pay you anymore. But it's still very stressful as somebody who, you know, maybe it's a new client you just landed and you're trying to get things going for them really quickly and they're not providing the work, which now means that they're not getting the results that they want. So guess who they think the problem is? That's not them. It's you. But it really isn't you, is it? It's not you. It's them. But you can't say that, and then you worry about losing the business. I always look at all my clients and I say to myself, okay, 80% of them aren't going anywhere. 20% of them probably are. At any given moment, I assume 20% of my clients, or we'll just say two out of 10 clients, at any moment can jump and go. And that's because of the fact that this situation, you know, do your job so they can do theirs. That's really what it comes down to. Do your job so they can do theirs. So they're not doing their job, so I can't do my job, which that runs the risk of, hey, are they going to go on me even though it's out of my control? What I do in that situation is I try to follow up as often as possible and try to get those results or the items or the things I need from them. I mean, I've had clients I probably haven't talked to and had a meeting with in a couple months because things are just flowing good. But if I don't talk to them within a quarter, like after three months, I make sure I reach out and talk to them because I want to make sure, hey, how's everything going? Is everything good? Is everything kosher? What do we need to do to keep that connection so I don't have the worry and risk of losing them? But yes, sometimes a couple months will go by without touching base because things are just going good. But then I always stop. I make an effort to touch base to save that frustration of you're worrying about someone's going to go. So it's very important no matter which side you are on, whether you're running a business and you have people that work for you or you contract to, or if you're a contractor or a business and you're getting work from another bigger company, do your job so others can do theirs. Help people out by doing what you should do properly. If you should know all the services you sell, well, you better get up to par on them very quick so then the person that's relying on income for you knowing it is there. And the other side, if you're waiting on stuff from somebody, if you're relying on them to do your work so you get money, follow up. Spend some time following up. You might have to follow up more than you'd like, but spend some time following up without being like that annoying person that's like nagging all the time. I mean, if you're following up like 10 times in one week, there's a problem for you. But there's nothing wrong with following up at the beginning of the week and the end of the week and make it different. Email one point, call another, or text one time, call, text, email, whatever. But you want to be able to show that you're following up. So if they ever come back and be like, well, we don't want to pay you for that because you haven't did it, you can say like, yes, but I've reached out numerous times because of this. And my contract does not state I don't charge you because you didn't do it. And that's something I have in my contract. I definitely have in there, hey, if the if the person doesn't provide what's needed for me, it does not stop payment or charges from going through. So take that for what it's worth today. Do your job so others can do theirs. Make sure if you're in a team environment, the only thing you can definitely control is yourself. So if you're in that team environment, do what you have to do to make sure you're doing your job properly so others can do theirs. And if you work and focus at that, I'm sure you will get others doing the same thing for you. And if you don't, Take some of the you know, extra efforts to reach out, talk, schedule a meeting, get on a page, prioritize, and have patience to then get to where you want. 
That's it for this week's episode. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Appreciate you guys listening so much, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's show. If you found value in anything that you heard in this show or another show, I encourage you to go to the website, thewizardofiz.com, where you can make a donation to the show through Venmo, Cash App, or through Buy Me a Coffee, because this show is 100% ran by me, and it takes a lot of time and money, so I appreciate your support. If you can't donate to the show right now, go ahead and leave a review on any of the platforms you listen to this podcast to, because that will help me get out to more people. Thanks again, guys, and tune in to the next show.